0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, please subscribe or follow, as they say now, on Apple Podcasts. And if you want your own show, Go to pod617.com to get started. It's the Boston Podcast Network. That's what we do in pod we trust. So this is cool today because I have a friend in studio, an old friend. An old, old. A w- veteran friend. Veteran. veteran. Right, exactly. <laughs> when I say old, I don't mean he's old. He's he's young, sprite, and he's in the prime of his life. Thank you. But we met in, you want to guess what year we met? Because I remember. I don't know if you do. I'm going to go with 78. No. See, I was a, a latecomer to summer camp. Okay. Oh, by the way, our guest is veteran of, of media, the king of all media in New England, as, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. He was one of the original producers at New England Cable Network, worked at WBZ, WBUR, produced podcasts. He's uh, practically got earphones fused to his head. It's <laughs> a Steve Saffron is in the studio. Thank you. Okay. Thank
1: you very much. Thank you.
0: And yes, we met at Camp Telnauer yeah. on the shores of lovely sunset lake in Hampstead, new hampshire which i later found out that's not actually the name of that lake <laughs> it isn't you know, no it's uh <laughs> it's called card pond i want to say or yeah and, and we just called it sunset lake we, just, they, we
1: as a camp we just decided right
0: i guess so we're gonna go with sunset lake i guess so okay they fu- they fooled us steve they yeah. fooled us oh my gosh i'm traumatized yeah, exactly so Steve and I have kept in touch over the years. Yeah, we met in nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Okay. Yeah, that was my first year. You at our, you your first year was probably seventy eight. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you still have fond memories of the place, or?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I really enjoyed my time there. I found the camp to be a little more strict than I liked, so I, I, hmm. I went off to Natickook. Oh, you did. Yeah. You trader. Uh, yeah. So I am I am a telltale trader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How was Natickook?
1: Much less strict. <laughs> oh, really? Probably probably needed to be a bit more strict. Yeah, I think was, you
0: actually. don't realize until you go, because I, I kept going and went up through the counselor ranks. And for some reason, we enjoyed discipline. I yeah. mean, I'm not talking about corporal punishment or anything, but like get in the line, shut up, you know, yeah. where's your counselor, all that kind of thing. I remember going to other camps and kids are just kind of wandering the, the campus and nobody's paying that much attention to them. And,
1: eh, you know, they seemed fine. I mean, what are they going to do? One of the biggest chew-outs I ever got at Tel Noah was there was a meteor shower one night in August, the Perseid meteor shower, and I asked my counselor, Alan Rifkin, Rif, Rif, if we could go out and see it. And oh, did I get an earful! <laughs> not outside, not after, but not after uh, taps. Not, I mean, it was yeah. yeah they, uh, not you know, not even for a meteor shower.
0: I remember Alan Rifkin was beloved and had- and still is, I'm sure. And he had a booming voice. So I imagine what yes. that scolding was like in fact, so much so that <laughs> what, if the bus was noisy, he used to yell, shut up to everyone on the bus. T- and uh, to the point where then it became a joke and we, people would request it. Like "Riff, do one <laughs> right. and he would yell, shut it- up. And everyone would applaud, yep, you know, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. so, tell us what you're up to now because you've got a project called Remote Notes and our listening audience wants to know it's and it's not just for podcasters right although
1: you know I've always been a new media guy and for a long time I wrote at a website called Lost Remote mm. and that was really for kind of for other people in TV who were trying to start websites in the early 2000s and mm. none of us had any idea what we were doing and so we shared information kind of across this platform and I always enjoyed uh, writing for that and writing about the latest stuff in media. And so last, last August, I started Remote Notes, mm-hmm. a spinoff, Lost Remote, where we, we try and interview an interesting person in the media every week. And we have notes on just interesting stuff going on, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a new uh, piece of tech you need to know about or the latest Indiana Jones film Ooh. trailer.
0: Yeah, we should talk about that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Good trailer. It, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, we talked about it on Facebook. That's right. Yeah. You, I wouldn't have known about it if you hadn't posted it on social media. Yeah, you, you interview 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 interesting people in the media every week, and then when you can't find someone interesting, you get someone like me. I was You're very interesting. I was delighted to be on, on the show. So people can... Sign up for the newsletter. Is the newsletter free?
1: Uh, It is free. Uh, You can pay if you want to, but it is free. Uh, (laughs) If you go to remotenotesnews.com, remotenotesnews.com, and I'd love to have more subscribers.
0: Very cool. So since Steve is here, I thought it would be fun to do a, a media episode of the show today and talk about three shows that we love rewatching watching things that you can binge and maybe in fact things that you've haven't seen or maybe even haven't even heard of so that's coming up before we do that I just as the media expert since you talk to so many people in the industry do you have any idea what the next big thing is going to be <laughs> like I mean the I th- think about this sometimes the you know the the automobile came around in 1880 or whatever it was <laughs> and then television came around in the in the principally in the 50s the iPhone was probably the last thing that really, well, maybe not, but I was going to say the last thing that really changed our lives. I mean, and, yeah. and, and the iPhone, for all its utility, hasn't changed all that much. I mean, you can do more with it, but in the last 10 years, it kind of hasn't changed that much. No, you're, you're right. Yeah. You know, I
1: mean, they, they kind of add a little bit of feature to each release, more to get you to buy the thing than actually to improve the uh, the product.
0: Yeah. So will the next big thing be, you know, enormous TVs that take up half our, our house, or will or will VR rise to be the next big thing, or what do you think?
1: So I was bullish on VR for a long time, yeah. but I think it has limitations. I don't think it's the next big thing. Mm-hmm. I think AR, augmented reality, okay. has a lot of promise. What's the difference between the two? Yeah. Primarily, VR people know about it. You put on the goggles, you're you're in this world or whatever it is. But but AR, I saw an, ex- an excellent example of this. It showed a there's a product that is for deaf people. It's mm-hmm. glasses. And the glasses hear what the other person is saying and put it on the screen. Oh, my God. So that the deaf person wearing the glasses has captions for the conversation.
0: What a great idea.
1: And I think that that kind of stuff, that combined with AI, artificial intelligence, which has all sorts of applications, and we could do a whole show just on AI.
0: Yeah. Just on, oh, yeah. Frankly,
1: just on the AI cartoon pictures that I made of my <laughs> goofy face.
0: You turned me on to that, too, that app. Lenza, but you turned me on to that, but I was going to say the one, oh yeah, I thought you were talking about a different one. Two different things. Lenza just creates these just stunning, like, Portraits of you with with all kinds of cool backgrounds and stuff, and it makes it makes you look like a, a Hollywood star sometimes, which we can That's, all use that.
1: I wish I looked half as good as <laughs> Lenza you, thinks I do.
0: Your pictures are great. Your <laughs> pictures, I enjoy them. I enjoy them. But I thought you were talking about wasn't it you that turned me on to Wonder that app? Wonder, have you used yes, that? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Wonder. Wonder is another terrific. It's it's an AI program, and what you do is you just put in your prompt like. I put in monkeys playing soccer, not expecting anything, right? And got this wonderful cartoon of these monkeys jumping up and down with soccer balls. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is terrific. And especially for people, if you're running websites and you just you need some pictures and content or whatever, instead of having to find ones that are Creative Commons that are usable, whatever. You can make your own. Oh my God! So, like, See, I need a picture of a guy reading a newspaper. Yeah, and I just put in "man reading newspaper" and it generated a very photorealistic picture that I then had the
0: copyright. It's for. it's copyright free because it hadn't existed up until that point. That's right. That's amazing. I yeah. why didn't I think of that? That that's that's a, that's a extreme, well. That's why I'm here. That's, <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> that's you. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> Th- thank you. The. The practical use is ex- what you just described. I thought it was just for fun because I thought it was fun when I punched in the Jackson 5 underwater. And <laughs> and, and, and sure enough, there were the, the five Jackson brothers, you know, in their in their bell bottoms and everything in their afros uh, underwater with like bubbles all around. So that's cool. So augmented reality. Yeah. That was like, it's not Pikachu, what was, oh, what was, what's the one, the game where people ran around with their phones looking for things, go, Hillary made a joke about it, go, Pokemon Go, that's it, Pokemon Pokemon. Go, because she said, famously said, Pokemon Go to the polls, and everyone groaned.
1: If my kids are listening to this, they're going to be very upset that I didn't come up with that. Well, we we, forget, we're
0: getting a little up there in HD, we we forget things, but, but, so if I've got that right, so... Augmented Reality, you could wear... Well, okay, give me an example of it. So
1: glasses is one aspect of Oh, you of said it. that. So um, that makes sense, right. So, but you can also use your phone. There is, as a great example, just go to... if On your phone, just go to Google and search Minions. Mm-hmm. And they have this app that uses your camera and you... So your camera's on your room and you can see a Minion dancing in it.
0: Yeah,
1: right. And that's a silly little use of it, but it gives you the idea of being able to put these... You know, you can use it for furniture. You can you can use it for decorating a room. You know, I, I would like a couch there. What does it look like? So I just hold up my phone and push on the couch, and it right. shows a virtual couch in it.
0: So, I think it's amazing. Let's let's say imagine this. Let's say you had augmented reality goggles. So these are goggles you put on, and I say goggles. It could be glasses. Fine, whatever. Yeah, I think but, eventually but, but, they'll,
1: they'll look the same as
0: regular glasses. Okay, so you go out to a basketball court an actual basketball court by yourself, okay, without a ball, by the way, and you play basketball with the 1986 Boston Celtics. Sure, sure. is that, is that amazing? Because that could, could, right? So so then, because that's, you know, in virtual reality, we're already doing that. You know, have you played around with the Oculus or any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I played yeah. around with the stuff, and yep. it's
1: you know I've found it interesting, but I wouldn't say life changing in the way yep. that you know the computers and the phones have been. It's an interesting thing. I'm, and frankly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been developed more. Facebook bought and Oculus like seven or eight years ago, and now they get the Oculus Two, and that's about it.
0: I agree, and the t- the technology is already there for things like concerts. I mean, you can go on there and and watch uh, concert footage of like U two, and you can virtually stand on stage with them and, and, and it's kind of feels like you're there. Some of the, some, some are better than others with the, 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 how fine the graphics are and everything. But see, I think that's the future. Cause then, then, you know, you two can sell, they can sell, they'll still sell, you know, thousand dollar tickets for the front row, but you can buy it. Let's say you you pay 15 bucks. Right. And, and you're in the front row virtually and and you really do feel like you're in the front row,
1: and I think that the really cool moment will be when you and I can virtually sit and watch a Red the- Sox game together if you're in California and I'm here, but we would see each other in the VR and watch the game. I think that's that's the end game to me as it were and the for how it could
0: be used in sports and the po- s- s- yeah s- sports the possibilities are endless I mean it'll it be also nice for just like you know grandparents who moved down to Florida to hang out with their grandchildren and you yeah. know it would appear that they're in in the room with them to each oh, man future scary man and exciting all right are, you, are we ready for our TV tips here let's rock let's we'll call this an edition of good stuff since I paid for the jingle actually I didn't pay for the jingle here it is oh that's the good stuff, <laughs> <laughs> that's good
1: stuff <laughs>
0: B-52's footage used without permission. Come at me. Let's just see what happens.
1: <laughs> You're an attorney. You'll figure it so out. So for today's,
0: today's edition of Good Stuff, both Steve and I are going to pick three shows. And w- you want to alternate? Maybe we'll do that. Okay. We'll alternate. And these are three shows that we love re-watching. They're all available streaming. And... The first one, Steve. I, I have the trailer queued up, but as we talked about, it's in a different language. So, so oops, that's some of it. Well, you get the how exciting the the music is. Should I play it and we yeah. narrate, or play okay. a little bit? All yeah. right. Here's here's a trailer for on Netflix. Still on Netflix, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. It's it's called Fauda. Here's the trailer. So we're in the Middle East, in the West Bank. And there's our hero, whose name is Daron, who works for what do the Israelis call their uh, the, the special ops? Group? group?
1: Special yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what the official name is, but it's,
0: it's it's a special ops group of some sort, All right? And narration here. I mean, the title says an ancient conflict, and we're seeing people in the Middle East. Yeah. Well, I'll let it roll as we talk about it. Tell us why you love it, kind of what it's about and why you love it.
1: You know, what's really cool is it's about this special ops group that works undercover in the Palestinian territories. Mm -hmm. And you don't often get a lot of insight into what's happening in that conflict from a show. And it's very even handed. You know, it's not like Israeli's good, Palestinian's bad. It's morally ambiguous. Mm -hmm. The choices that these different uh, soldiers make in pursuit of terrorists. We even get to see and this is uh, this is going to sound nuts. But we even get to see the story from the side of the terrorists. Yeah. And you see how they become radicalized. Right. You know. Leo Raz, who who plays Doron the lead, all, you know, also created this, had a background in the Israeli special forces. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he kinda knew what he was talking about and it really shows that it is harrowing and authentic and interesting. And they've had Three seasons of it so far, and the fourth season comes out on January 20th. They're dropping all 12 episodes on oh, nice. Netflix. It oh, is in wait. Hebrew and Arabic, maybe Farsi. I'm not sure, but, you know. And some English, too. And and some English, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So don't let that, you know, there, there are people who just automatically hear about captions yeah. and they'll get scared off. Do not get scared off. Agreed. This is a terrific, exciting show that mm. I can't get enough of.
0: Mm. Someone said that people who are afraid of captions are afraid to admit that they don't read well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get used to the captions, but everything about it feels, it, it feels like it was made by, and I say this in the positive way, an American action film producer. Yeah. You know, it—it it is just, if you loved like 24 with Kiefer Sutherland there, it it reminds me of that, but in, in the best sense. Yeah, the, the, the languages are interesting because... By the way, don't turn on the dubbing if if that's no. an option for no, you. No, no. It it ruins it. it. It you know it's it looks like one of those old martial arts films <laughs> if you do, if you do that. You just because you yeah the captions don't bother me at all, and I think it's interesting. You know this this was Israeli produced, so they obviously just have people speaking what language they would be speaking in if it's in real life, and occasionally that's English, and occasionally it's it's more most of the time it's Hebrew in this show. Yeah. But Fauda on Netflix, and yeah, I turned my my parents on to that. You know. You Know my dad, old old Jewish guy, nothing better than a, something that has kind of something to do with Israel yeah. and yet still fun. And, and
1: just so people are aware, Fauda yeah. in Hebrew means chaos,
0: yeah. Apt, apt title, I would suggest. It really is.
1: Your 24 <laughs> analogy is really apt too,
0: yeah. That that show was people don't talk about that show, I don't think you don't hear people going, Oh, I'm going back and binging 24. The first three seasons were as good as television got, I thought. After that, it kind of got—did did you follow the thing through?
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. As It yeah. got sillier because it tried to top itself as it went along, but for, right. for for the first two, three seasons, it was as good as anything ever made on TV. So.
0: Yeah, I think people thought it was going to be gimmicky because, if you don't know, there are 24 episodes and the entire story takes place in 24 hours. And the jokes were all like, apparently Jack Bauer never eats or goes to the bathroom like, because we, just, you know we see him all twenty four hours all that. during the commercials. Anyway, we'll move on. I'm going to suggest a comedy that you could find, I believe, still on HBO, and it's called Family Tree. Have you ever heard of this? No. All right, you, you'll dig this. Here's a little bit of the trailer for Family Tree. There's been a death in the
1: family, but um, good news is she's left us all a little something.
0: Ooh. Great. Exciting. I mean, it's sad that she's dead, but well, that's it? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> This is all yours. It totally makes sense to me. I've always had kind of a military air about me. Ah! Jesus! <laughs> Why are we doing this? Just to find out, you know, our past. Should we be related? I don't think so. I hope not. Well, I've been using this website. <laughs> ancestry. i trace my family to California.
0: L.A., baby! Si casa, se mi casa.
1: Our house is your house, In espanol.
0: What are you, the traffic leprechaun or something? Did you just call me a leprechaun? Yes, I did. I called you a leprechaun. I'm twice the height of a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Side of the face. Now, so, silent movie acting. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'll let it go there. So, it follows... Now, if I did my homework, I'd know who that actor was, but oh, you might recognize him. He was the, the lead male role in Kristen Wiig's love interest in the movie Bridesmaids. There weren't too many men in that movie. but
1: He was he, also in the uh, the British show, if people have ever seen, The IT Crowd.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's very good, very funny. And it, it, the, the premise is, as you heard, he had an aunt who he didn't know pass away, for some reason left him a bunch of artifacts in a trunk, and he literally traces his family tree. But there are strange twists that he finds along the way and it's hilarious. Now, Steve, are you a fan of the Christopher Guest movies?
1: I, when I saw, you know, yeah, on the uh, screen that yep. Christopher Guest did this, I, I I nearly jumped out of my chair. I mean, he's he's wonderful. He's one third of Spinal Tap, and he did Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. And you know, he has that group of folks that he always likes to work with, who are just marvelous improvisers and, and storytellers.
0: I couldn't have said it any better. It's exactly. I'm addicted to these. I can't wait for the next time he does something. I actually saw this is not a humble brag because it was happenstance, but I, I met Jennifer Coolidge on a train once. Nice. And Jennifer Coolidge, who's now probably best known for the White Lotus because that's a huge hit, but she was also Stifler's mom in American Pie. She's, she pops up in a lot of these Christopher guests, you know, yeah. uh, rep- she's part of his repertory troupe. And, uh, you know, I can't remember if she's in family tree, but I saw her on the train and I said, when a when I said, excuse me, are you Jennifer Coolidge? She said, yes. And I said, oh, you know, I'm such a huge fan. I love everything you've done. This was, you know, at least 10 years ago, I think. And I said, when are you going to do another one of those Christopher Guest movies? And she said, well, you never know. He just calls up and he'll say, <laughs> it's time to do another one. And then we do it. And it's <laughs> very Jennifer Coolidge style. Yeah, but, right, right. but Kevin Pollack, you might you have recognized the voice. him. He's He pops up in this. The late Fred Willard is great in this. Ah, Ed, yeah. Ed Begley Jr. is great in this. And then... There's one actress that she's a puppeteer, apparently, and she carries around this monkey, which is like, instead of having a, a service dog, you know, some people need it for anxiety. She has talking. I mean, she makes the monkey talk. It's a funny little uh, recurring bit. So Family Tree, check it out on HBO. Tragically, it was not renewed after one season. Steve mentioned Michael McKean, of course, another one of the greats is, uh, is in there. All right, next one. I'm gonna play the trailer. This is Steve's choice. It's no piercer. I'm gonna play it. This is the trailer for a uh, season one. We have a train rolling down the tracks. Attention all passengers. The temperature outside is minus 119 degrees Celsius. We are six years, nine months and 26 days from departure. For your personal safety, be prepared to brace.
1: So exciting! So, that that was that was Jennifer Connolly for those from uh, most mo, best known. Well, best known for a lot of things, but she was um, in a beautiful mind. She played the.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I was trying to remember the wife in a beautiful mind. She's she's, she's a beautiful person. She is, <laughs> and so yeah. Tell us about Snowpiercer.
1: So this is a spin-off of a movie that came out in 2014, also called Snowpiercer. And whenever you see that a movie has been turned into a TV show, it
0: gives you pause. Yeah, right. There are You're so, so yeah. few
1: good examples of it actually working. I mean, the only one I can think of is Mash.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, it's this. The probably only, another one, but
1: th- there probably are, Oh,
0: uh, Friday Night Lights might be the only Friday other Friday Night Lights yeah. is an excellent choice. Yes. But, but but there's so many. More batteries. often
1: than not, yeah. it doesn't work. And this one is a prequel to the movie. It tells you about what happened. And and the, the the conceit behind it is that everybody is on this train. The world has frozen over. You heard her say the temperature outside is minus whatever it yeah.
0: was. Yeah, mm. bring us water. And
1: they have to keep the train moving. It has a infinite persistence engine, mm. which actually isn't infinite, and part, that's part of the uh, plot. Mm. And they have to keep the train moving to stay alive, and it's a thousand cars long. So there are tens of hundreds of people on board the train and they can never get off and they can never get oh, off God. and it's like this quest in case they can make a breakthrough and find a place where that's warm Okay. but mostly they just do these giant loops around the world and so all of the intrigue takes place on the train and it's fun and it's claustrophobic and it it makes you wonder how you would react in that situation, in that confined space with these people. And it it, it, it it makes a larger statement, too, about class. It uses the classes of the trains as a metaphor for class in society. Mm. And I don't want to get too artsy-fartsy here, yep. but, you know, you do get that from it, and it's and it's and the point is well taken. It's on TNT. There have been three seasons so far. They are expecting season four in 2023. Great show. Cool. Snowpiercer.
0: I love it. I'll go back to HBO for my... This one of my three is probably the one that is not so obscure, but I think a lot of people haven't seen this. This is Veep. Let's play a little trailer for Great VEEP show. season one. Yeah. Great show. Hey Sue, did the president call? No. What colossal fuck-up are we dealing with this morning?
1: You said you had it covered. It's your job to know that if I say I have it covered, I don't have it covered, and you cover me. This is what happens when you tell the truth. Nothing good comes of it. Publish everything. They won't have time to read everything. I mean, you you can't read everything. I don't read half the stuff I'm supposed to.
0: The level of (laughs) incompetence in this office is staggering. Wow. Liam Miller, NASA.
1: That's an acronym for National Aeronautics.
0: Right, stop
1: it. Yeah. Oh. I'm vice President. I like this room. This is great.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a presidential suite. Vice
1: presidential, anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dick. So, of course, it's Julia Louis Dreyfus as Selena Meyer, who, as the as the show begins in season one, is is the vice president, and she's got a staff that. that Everything about the show is great. The writing yeah. is sharp. It is. But have you watched? You watch. Veep? Yeah. yeah, I figured I did. It, I, did and I loved it. I figured it'd be up your alley. I just loved it. Um, yes. I've watched it at least twice now. Maybe I've even watched it three times all the way through because the the it, it is rat-a-tat-tat witticisms from all these people, the the cast who many of whom have gone on to other great things. I won't name them all, but of course, you know, about Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, she really is, you look at her career, it's amazing. Didn't do much on Saturday Night Live. And then she was on some show set in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah Seinfeld. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And now this. This is, I would suggest, like, just a complete horse of a different color than Seinfeld. It's a comedy through and through. It, it depicts how depraved and awful <laughs> people in Washington can be. And yet it feels sort of realistic. Yeah. and. and and then it's worth re re-watching now if you only watch it the first time around because it was prescient. I mean, it, it, it depicted complete buffoons in politics succeeding despite the, in spite of themselves. Yes. And the, towards the end of the run of this show is when Trump took the presidency and the whole fake news thing started and you know, all the divisiveness in the country. One thing that's interesting is, I don't know if you realize, you probably do, Steve, but they never mention which party is which. I thought the, the entire run of the show, they got away That's with- That's
1: a really good point, they yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously by design, they didn't want to yeah. alienate. I mean, if you had to guess, you'd probably say it was the Democrats, but they don't say. And just, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, v- it, it
1: is, it's produced and created by this fellow, Armando Iannucci, who's an English guy who, who had previously developed a political satire in the UK called The Thick of It. Mm. And I would encourage people to seek that out. The Thick oh, of really? It is. it is fun and foul-mouthed mm-hmm. and hilarious.
0: One of the great byproducts of the streaming age has been just getting these shows from other countries that previously we didn't know exist. You already pointed out, Fauda. You know, if you have the BritBox channel, there's a a ton of just great shows. Broadchurch is one that comes to mind. Bodyguard starring the guy that played one of the Stark people on Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's a terrific (laughs) one. That that was a really exciting one. Fantastic. I wish they had done more of that. But it kind of makes sense. Like, did we really think... We were the only ones producing good television all these years, you know? <laughs> and so, anyway, Veep, it may be an obvious choice, but there it is. And for Steve's final choice, I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer for Red Oaks. Your grades, they have to become better. I still passed. Barely. C C isn't barely passing. A C is a Jewish F.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's great.
0: What are you doing here? I'm the new assistant tennis bro. This is my boyfriend, David. Hey, buddy. Barry here is a freelance photographer. I'm trying to convince Goldilocks here to pose for <laughs> me sometime. Nice to meet you, Doug. David. <laughs> Big whoop. You've got to apply yourself. Why would you even do the whole college things? It's the stock market you should be playing. There's gonna be a lot of wealthy people who are gonna remember you when they need someone to do their taxes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, our hero is a, is a teenager working at a country club. Visions of Danny Noonan in Caddyshack right away. But I did watch some of this, Steve, but not all of it. So tell us why you like Red Oaks.
1: It takes place in the, in the mid-'80s. I think it might even be 1985 or 86. Paul Reiser plays the president of the country club, and he plays against type so well. He plays this mean, yeah. sarcastic, funny, but he's totally different from the Paul Reiser of Mad About You. Now he's kind of a you know a rich old guy who's at this country club and it's about this a kid's uh, he's, he becomes the tennis pro or the assistant tennis pro and it's, it we just we see the behind the scenes of life at a country club in the 80s and it has wonderful 80s music and references and if you're like us and you're from the 80s I promise you will <laughs> like Red Oaks we- it is funny it was 3 seasons on Amazon Prime the first season by mm-hmm. far was the best mm-hmm. the third you can probably skip, but the first two are certainly worth it, and I just love it. I, I It's one of my comfort foods at this point. I go back to Red Oaks. Red
0: all right, Oakley. I'm going to go pick up where I left off. I forget why I stopped. It wasn't because I didn't like it. I, you heard the voice of Richard Kind as yeah. the dad, who is just yes. hilarious at everything he does. Probably best known for Kirby Enthusiasm, I a guess.
1: C is a Jewish death. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: brilliant. Just when you think all the Jewish jokes have been made, no, that that's a great that's one. That's a terrific one. And... Paul Reiser has nine lives. I wouldn't have guessed that. Of all the the comedic actors who rose to prominence in the eighties, I wouldn't have guessed that he would have stuck along, stuck around. But Stranger Things, Red Oaks, and also in reboot, which I I, I started watching and I kind of fell off. Which is uh, a show about it's a show about a show. It's a show about a, a show re- about a show yeah, being rebooted. That's right, yeah. and the show uh, vaguely resembles. Like not family matters. What? Why can? Oh, Full House. It vaguely resembles Full House, but now the actors are older, and there is all sorts of Hollywood cynicism in that as well. And Paul Reiser's in that too. Go, Paul Reiser! I guess right, yeah. having a renaissance. Right. The last one I'll recommend is I've probably talked about it on the podcast before because I love it so much. But I still have very few people have seen this in, that I know, anyway. It's a documentary series on Netflix. It's called Losers. Hmm, that's not a good thing. She was not expected to actually win the race. It's all about winning, 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 winning. Anybody who goes to a football match expecting to win is an idiot, I think. <laughs> oh, oh my dear. He's 100% in his career, loser. He muttered to me, if you'll excuse my
1: English, shit, I've lost it. Illusion is a habit, and you get that mindset, and you think you're never going to win a game again.
0: So you get the flavor of it, but it's a little bit of a confusing thing watching this trailer and listening to this trailer because it, it's there are eight episodes, I believe, in in this series. They're all about sports. They're they're sports that you don't necessarily play, pay a lot of attention to. Figure skating, that one I believe is about Simone Biles, and but also curling. You know. long distance running like that crazy like triathlon time 10 through the desert race that they do in africa somewhere i don't know there's one about golf there's one about basketball but they're all just great great stories and you you just have to trust me losers on hbo like the episode about curling i was riveted the whole thing and each episode i think is only about 45 minutes so for those that can't stand it when they make a three-hour movie, which should have been, you know, 97 minutes. This one's great. I mean, no spoiler here, but, for example, the, the one about the, the, that endurance race through the desert, the, the guy gets lost in, the, in a sandstorm wow. and is missing. And I won't tell you what happens, but it's, so it, it's, it's life and death as well as sports. So That's really uh, cool. You know, my, yeah. my, my,
1: my son is a curler. And, really? You know, we used to joke that curling is that sport that you uh, that you see on TV, you make fun of. And then two hours later, you're still watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 it, it you know, it, it sort of becomes addictive. And, you know, by the end of it, you're like, get into the house. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, so wh- uh, where does it, where does it curl?
1: Out in Wayland, Wayland, okay. Massachusetts has oh, a place called uh, Broomstones, really, and they have the curling facility right there. But he he had done. I'll just plug. Why not plug? Yeah, him? plug it, sure. Isaac he uh, was on the championship curling team at uh, RPI at Rensselaer, and uh, he's, he graduated, but he still does it. So we're a curling family, so I look forward to seeing that story about curling because we, we've seen victory and heartbreak.
0: Oh, you will dig it because it it's about the. World Championship, World Championship of Curling, I think, or I haven't seen this in a while, so my apologies for being fuzzy on the details. But the point of it is that there is this one curling team that kind of cracks the code of curling. This happened, I think, in the 80s or the 90s, and just figured out a way to be. But you wouldn't think there would be a ton of strategy in a game with which is which some might think of as glorified shuffleboard. <laughs> but, but it, but he comes up with this method. To the point where they had to change the rules of curling oh, to, wow. to keep up with what this guy was doing. He was, he was winning every game, match, whatever. And it reminded me of Belichick. It reminded me of Belichick like, because he was accused of bending the rules, not being in the spirit of the game and stuff. So Netflix, losers. So sadly, we are up against the clock here, as you used to say in your... TV and radio day, Steve, but, but remind people where, remind people about remote notes in case they again, if
1: you're, if you're at all interested in stuff that's going on in new media, stuff that are just cool and interesting, new gadgets, toys, podcasts, please, uh, subscribe to remote notes and go to remotenotesnews.com, remotenotesnews.com.
0: I love it. So great to see you back in my studio. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're the best. A reminder if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. We'll uh, set up a little meeting with you and talk about how you could be the next big podcast star. And follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. On behalf of my boy, Steve Saffron, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.